Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. This is John Massingale, and I'm joined by Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. Jonathan, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. If I was any better, it would hurt. Les Kaiser, have you been out hunting javelinas today? I've been out mountain bike riding and avoiding them and could have got hurt, but didn't. <laughs> hey, guys, we have a fantastic show tonight. We have an interview that we did a few hours ago with Roma Grosjean. And it was fantastic. We had a great time with him. We have almost 30 minutes with Roman. So that's, uh, we, and we talked about everything from his injuries and the crash and all that. But we spent most of our time talking about IndyCar and his new exciting ride with uh, the Dale Coyne team and uh, all about what he's going to race and what he's not going to do, some of the ovals and stuff. So we had a great interview with him. To me, it's always fun that when we have him around because he's kind of like old home week and family and, and, uh, to me, it's just a very different style of interview when he joins us. I know. It's, it's fun because we've been interviewing Roman for so many years now. And, you know, so much of our, our Formula One coverage is involved with the Haas team. So we've interviewed Gunther and Roman and Kevin Magnuson, who we had on the show last week so many times. So it's we have a real rapport with those guys, and it's fun. But, Jonathan, you got to, got to go out to Coda today. Yes, I did. Um, if you remember, we had a young Formula Four driver on um, last weekend, Nick Pershing, and he was at Coda today. Uh, and so I interviewed one of his teammates, who is the current F4 champion uh, of the United States, Hunter Yaney. And Hunter has moved up to Formula Regional uh, or Formula Three, if you're old school. Um, and he and Nick were testing for VRD. Uh, and so I sat down with Hunter, um, and what I love about Hunter is we've been looking on Speed City for the next kid that will make it to Formula One, and this kid's pretty pretty confident he's the guy. So there you go. Well, I, I love that because when we've interviewed him before, we ask him, what's your plan in motorsport? What's your, you know, your goal? And he didn't even hesitate. He said, I want to be a Formula One driver. He did not mess around. He went straight to it. Didn't say sports cars. If I, you know, he said Formula One, period. So he was, he, he, I like his bravado. But um, we got a couple of stories that we want to touch on before we go to this Grosjean interview and the other interview with Hunter Yanni. And so, Les, you stumbled across a story about uh, NASCAR and hybrid. That doesn't seem to go together. Yeah, let's ask Tony Stewart his opinion of that. <laughs> he does not <laughs> like Prius drivers. I know that. So, yeah. Hey, so, yeah, interesting. You know, this is quite a, uh, quite a big deal. I didn't know hybrid was in the vocabulary of anybody that followed NASCAR. But this is big that the new design for the 22 car actually has hybrid considerations in it. That is not to say there's going to be a hybrid in 2022, but it is looking forward beyond that to be able to integrate hybrid into that car design and everything. So that's, that's huge. That's, that's huge for NASCAR to start thinking of that. Now think of the implications when we see the hybrid system and it came to Formula One and we saw it in IMSA and all of those, how fast those cars pulled out of corners and curbs. Yeah. Until we see this with a NASCAR track. Uh, this, this is going to be something. I mean, th but the bottom line is that they're just making it available. It's almost like they're, they're leaving a slot in the drivetrain to be able to add electric hybrid power. So I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's great because I think it, it keeps them relevant. Not that you're going to take away the, the big, honking v8 but adding some hybrid technology would be fun what they said in the in the 
article is they designed it to have the ability to change power chain trains in the future. So, yeah, I like that. You know, uh, they're not rushing to get rid of the the uh, the combustion engine, but um, they're obviously keeping in with the times. Then again, yeah. I'd kind of like to see them throw in the new LS motor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny, that would be nice to go back to something that's a little more relevant to road cars. I mean, you know, you know, I both know that LS motors can make as much horsepower as you want them to make. I mean, if you want them to make 2000 horsepower, you can do it. You know, I've brought that up. We don't know that. We can fill another show with that. I want to see an OEM windshield put back in a NASCAR. And I want to see a requirement that the car you see racing is available in the same configuration at the dealership floor. So I want that front engine V8 Toyota Camry, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rear wheel drive. That's a little dig there. Uh, but it's true. You know, I, I think that that some relevance, and we don't know what's going to happen, right? With motorsports, the future of motorsports, you know, the internal combustion engine, we have no idea what where this path is going to take us. So you just never know. And I, I think it's nice to leave that door open. Well, and and I don't, I want to just bomb NASCAR, but yeah, the, the NASCAR, the cars you see during a NASCAR race do not relate to the street car in the slightest at the dealership. Maybe it's time for another class that, uh, that races what you see out there today. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also times they are changing. And I know I can say this as the British guy in his own room, in his own apartment, because you're not close enough to beat me up, but Mustang <laughs> have just produced the Mac E and <laughs> times they are changing. Yeah. That, that's kind of like the uh, Porsche Taycan Turbo. Yeah. The, the Mustang, is, that, that Mach-E, I mean, it looks like actually kind of a cool car, but it doesn't, I don't know if it should have the Mustang name on it, but it doesn't oh, look you know like the, a Mustang. The Taycan Turbo found out where the turbo compressor is. <laughs> Where's that? In the air conditioning? Air conditioning unit. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, it was really cold. I, I do get the why they call the Taycan, the, the top of the line Taycan a turbo, because the top of the line depending on how you look at it, 911 has been, you know, the, not not counting the GT cars, GT3s and right. GTRSs and GT, all that, has been the turbo, right? And so I get it. So, it, I mean, when you say Porsche turbo, you instantly think insanely fast. Uh, so I get it, but it still doesn't seem to make much sense. So, so John, would you prefer if Ford called it the, the Ford unicorn <laughs> rather than the Mustang? <laughs> I don't like unicorn, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what they should have called it, but it's not a Mustang in my nope. book anyway. All right, guys, um, let's talk about another story. Um, you know, speaking of Haas F1, Mazepin is set to race under a neutral flag. Les, you brought up this story as well. Talk about that one a little bit. Well, so the neutral flag dates back to the uh, drug issues that a certain country has uh, related to other sports, but this Formula One is a worldwide championship sport. And so it is encompassed into the ruling of uh, doing it. So he's gonna be apparently representing a small island in the middle of the Pacific that only nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, I, I found there are, go ahead, John. What, what do you really mean? <laughs> I mean, I know he was flagged for bad behavior, but what, what flag is he running under? <laughs> a man with no land. Uh, he it, he it, is it, without a country, as I understand it, that he will not be representing well, what I don't understand is that I understand that you're talking about the doping situation that Russia is under uh, because of the Olympics. They have been they have been fallen right. foul of the doping rules for the Olympics uh, in the last couple of Olympics. Uh, and it's an ongoing saga. And so they have basically been banned from using their own flag, although they are allowed to come to the Olympics under a neutral flag, as you say. Um, but why would that apply to motor racing? Because it's a global championship series and that is yep. relative to the sporting committee i forget what the actual sporting committee is but yep. that is worldwide encompassing yeah it's the court of arbitration for sports cas and they confirmed they had a, there's a four-year ban uh by the world anti-doping agency wada so that that means there'll be no dedicated russian team at, at the olympic games but so what he's going to do, Mazepin is just going to race under a neutral flag. So that's all that means. Well, guys, hey, so, we got it. So, we got to go to a break. We are out of time in this segment. But when we come back, we are going to have our interview with the Roman Grosjean. And and after that, our interview with uh, Hunter Yang. So stick with us. You're listening to Speed City. Back after a quick break. 
Battle USA is back at Circuit of the Americas March 6th and 7th. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track built cars. Featuring the Grid Life Touring Cup, Lone Star Trap Ride Alongs, Food Trucks, a Just Vibes Car Show, and more. Plus, the Life Motorsports Nissan GTR is back to defend its time of 207-181. It's a whole weekend of family fun. Tickets are $10 online, $20 at the box office. Find out more at SuperLapBattleUSA.com. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hello to everyone, this is Gunter Steiner, this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show, and we are going to go straight into this interview we did with Roman Grosjean. We did that just a few hours ago, and caught up with Roman and talked about everything from his injury to his upcoming season in IndyCar. So here's that with Roman Grosjean. All right, gearheads, we are very excited to have our next guest, one of the greatest race drivers in Formula in the world, just fresh out of Formula One, Romain Grosjean. Romain, welcome back to Speed City. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we're oh, very man, excited to have you. Yeah, excited to have you and very excited to hear you're coming to the United States to race in IndyCar. Congratulations on that. And talk about that decision. Well, you know, I think, uh, yes, it's, it's a great move and I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, you know, very, the, mo- the first thing I must say is that I'm very um, enthusiastic and, and, and thrilled by the welcome I had from the whole IndyCar world and uh, generally the fans. I think they, they're happy to see me racing, uh, obviously after what happened last year, but also racing in IndyCar. And uh, I've, I've exchanged uh, a few texts with Jimmy Johnson. Um, you know, it's mega, it's such such a unique champ and uh, we're going to be both rookie um you know in the series which is great and uh I, you know there's one thing that i realized last year is to have the choice to decide what you're, you're going to do is is priceless and when you're in formula one you always try to say in formula one because you say ah, this is formula one and so on and now that it's over i'm like oh yeah you know i can brief finally and decide where i want to, to go and um, indycar was definitely something that uh, I, I kept an eye on in the past and um, when the, you know, this calendar kind of opened to me and they say, what, what am I going to do next? Um, I just, uh, yeah, just said, let's, let's do it. Romain, I, I, I kind of chuckle at your thing about Jimmy Johnson and Romain Grosjean are rookies, really. <laughs> but uh, 
this is this is something that, uh, like I said, it's we know the IndyCar inside out, lifelong followers, and and love it. But uh, as a child growing up, was this ever on your radar that you were interested in IndyCar racing or any you know, Indy Five Hundred? Was that a thing for you? You know, Indy Five Hundred is definitely one of the four biggest races you can you can enter in the world. Um, you know, it's it's a huge event. If I'm being honest, ovals is not really my cup of tea, uh, just because it's it's almost like you are a road cyclist and then you go to mountain bike. You you cycle, but it's it's very different. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of technique and, and knowledge and experience that you need to get on, on ovals. Uh, and and you know some of the drivers that came from Europe, I know Marcus Ericsson loves it. He told me he says it's mega. You know it it looks boring when you don't know it, but when you do it, it's it's really cool. Um, so you know, coming, I've, there's no, there's no ovals in Europe. Uh, we don't know that. So when you don't know something, is hard to judge. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, we've announced that I will not do the speedways um, because because of what happened in Bahrain and uh, by respect to my family. Um, you know, it, ovals, the cars are getting better, the walls are getting better, the safety is, is improving year after year. But when you're doing when you're doing 200 miles per hour, when you go off and the, the first thing you're gonna hit is a wall, it's always gonna be very impressive. And um, even if you escape with with not in, with no injuries, it it's just just scary from the outside. So I've decided that for now I won't do any any speedways. Um, and uh, that was you know that was kind of blocking me because when you race 20 the 23 races a year. Okay, you follow the results here and there, but I didn't know the championship, the IndyCar championship as much as I do today. And I, I always had the idea that it was based, mainly based on ovals and, and less on road courses. And then I opened the 2021 schedule and looked at it and I said, oh, there's only three ovals and 13 um, or 14 other races. And I say, oh, this is, you know, this is great. Let's, uh, let's, let's find a way to get there. Well, Roma, what about the safety aspect? I know you just said you're, you know, out of respect for your family, you're not going to race the ovals, but... And I know you talked about the halo, how you weren't necessarily a proponent, and then obviously you were. But what about the aero screen in IndyCar? Do you feel that that is as safe as the halo? And have you had a chance to talk to any of the other drivers about the halo? Um, I, yeah, I have, I have asked a fair bit of question to Simon Pagenaud and Marcus Ericsson, and they've been great, great help, both of them, really. Um, you know, I think... Uh, the arrow screen is, is is a halo with a screen on top, so let's say it's it's even a step further. Um, it's it's obviously you know uh, it's great that that to see that the, the safety is pushed really to all the time to the next level. But you know when when a crash happened, that it's my crash was not written anywhere. You know we haven't seen a Formula One in fire since uh, Gerhard Berger was it eighty in the eighties, mm-hmm. except the pit stop of Jos Verstappen. But we haven't seen any fire for 30 years and here I come in Bahrain and the car is absolutely on fire and you know everything that that we write in safety and everything all the steps we do they're always in, in a in a control not control environment but you know all the last big crashes have happened because nothing could have happened or, or terrible things could have happened you know if we look at Antoine Hubert you know, the impact between Juan Manuel Correa and Antoine Hubert, if it was more a meter more to the right or to the left, would have been it been the same story. Same thing with Jules Bianchi. If he had hit the one more meters to the right or to the left, it would have been fine. All those crashes, obviously, they improved safety. And, and today, Jules Bianchi saved my life with the halo. But um, we could say, why did the guardrail open when I hit it? You know, that, that created the chain of reaction that the car then went to two parts, the fuel tank got open and I took fire but that's that's not written so we're going to learn from it we're going to move forward and and obviously the aero screen is a great thing uh the walls the, the safety walls are, are great the chassis are better but all the cra- the big crashes we see nowadays they're just because something wasn't written or wasn't thought of because you can't think of every every possible scenario in the world you know you're right we had Dave O'Neill with us uh your buddy from Haas and uh, he explained what happens after that accident to the equipment and the studies and everything that goes on to uh, what is left of the car and, and all the video studies. And it's great. They don't give up. They, they actually dig into those examples and learn from those. 
No, for sure. And you know, we're working with the FIA. I'm, I'm very much involved in safety now. I'm, I'm, we un, we're trying to understand what can we do better on the gloves. You know, I had I had zero burn on my old body, but uh, you can see my my left hand was you know was was touched. And how how can we improve the gloves? How can we make it better? Um, obviously, your hands is the first thing you're gonna use if to jump out of the car. Uh, how can we make sure that you know if there is fire, then it resists as well as the the balaclava, the helmet, the underwear. And so on. So you know, we we we're gonna learn a lot from it. Uh, we, we we're learning from from every crashes in motorsport, uh, and and that's that's a fight that will never stop. You know, safety. We will always try to to push it to the next level. Roman, um, I got a question because obviously this was a big decision for you. Um, by the way, going back a step, we've decided to start a Talladega Nights, Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> Roman Grosjean championship separately because he's doing the same races that you're doing. So it's only fair that, you know, that's how you're judged. So we'll be keeping a tally on on the Johnson Grosjean fight. We're still <laughs> developing the trophy, but yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> but maybe it's a cowboy hat. We'll, we'll sort you out. Might be a barbecue rib. I don't know. My serious question is, though, am I right in saying that obviously this was a big uh, decision for you just to continue? I know you wanted to continue, but after after that incident and you were at a turning point, young family and so on. Am I right in saying that your wife was was a big part in, in encouraging you to continue to race whatever you chose to do? She's been super supportive. You know, you can, you know, the, the week after the accident, obviously, no one really wanted me to carry on racing. But then um, in my mind, you know, even though I didn't admit admit it straight away, in my mind I was, I was going to go back racing. You know, I, I wanted to, and that's 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 what I'm I'm doing since 30 years or 20 years or 25 years, whatever. Um, and really, I um, I love racing, and um, you know, the accident was was a big a big thing, and then I thought about it, but always wanted to go racing and. Uh, you know, my, my wife and my kids, uh, we've been talking about, about it a lot and um, explaining the, the cars, the safety the situation, uh, you know, the fact that I, I love racing and it's a great, it's a great adventure, a great challenge for me. And, um, and I say, you, you know, I, I want to try it. I don't want to stop now. I'm thinking and then think that, you know, I've missed, I missed something. Um, so they've, they've been very, very good. Roman, let's talk about IndyCar, the cars themselves. And I know you said you've been watching some YouTube videos. Um, I want to ask specifically, we're here in Austin, Texas, and, you know, we had IndyCar here before, but have you watched uh, any YouTube videos of, of IndyCar on, on Coda, thinking that, you know, you've, you know Coda, you've raced it several times, and you get to see IndyCars on Coda. Did you, did you do that? I did. I did, and uh, obviously it's the... I think IndyCar is much more like a Formula Two car than, than a Formula One. Uh, so if you look, if you look compare, yes, it's much slower, and in, in that aspect, you know, you could think that it's it's a step back. But then you watch the races, and they're so close; they can follow each other. The strategy, the, the tires, the pit stop, the refueling, makes it that the race is never over until the, the checker flag, you know. And that is so exciting. I mean, yes, you're going 16 seconds a lap slower in Austin. But it doesn't really matter if you if you have fight and if you have fun and and I think you know Kota is, is a great circuit, but I don't think it suits that much to for the, the IndyCar races. Um, if you look at Mid Ohio, Road America, um, Barber, their tracks all style up and down, canvas quite tight, uh, gravel, grass, you know, much the, the way I like it, look at Laguna Seca, and um, I think they're just much more done for IndyCar rather than a big. Open Austin, which is you know super high speed, super fast, super great, but just doesn't quite fit the, the IndyCar style, I think. Les, you want to ask him about I think it's about IndyCar. Yeah. yeah. So, Roman, for one, have you attended any of the IndyCar races? Which tracks and uh, which track are you most looking forward to? Laguna Seca is a personal favorite, but for me. But uh, what about you? Well, I, I never attended a race just because you know I. Um, just the, the calendar and, and the, my my yeah my career. Um, watching all the last few years, there are there are some amazing tracks that we're gonna go to. Uh, but if I have to pick up pick one up, is is definitively Laguna Seca because when I start playing computer game or PlayStation One, sorry I'm old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think what was the game? 
touring car, something Toka touring car. I think there were Laguna Seca on it, and I always loved it. So you know, it's the one, it's the one I know the most in the US. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, Roman. The, the Roman. interesting thing is that uh, that corkscrew. There, I don't know of another <laughs> scenario or a profile of a track in that series. And then uh, when you get there, I'm sure they'll tell you about the uh, third tree from the left is your mark before you see that second <laughs> apex. But and it's funny that tree has been there for so long. It's a known mark. Jonathan and I were there a few years ago and and had a great time actually doing a story on the the uh, corkscrew. Good. Well, 1st of March, I'm there. So uh, I'll find out about the tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to pause that interview with Roman. We got to go to a break. And when we come back, we'll play the rest of that interview. You listen to Speed City on Sunday night back after these messages. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Caesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Hi guys, this is Kriagasti, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back, Gearheads. We are going to go right back into the interview we did with Roman Grosjean, former Haas F1 driver, and now Dale Coyne, IndyCar driver. So let's hear the second half of that interview with Roman. Roman, you obviously had quite a few options, and, and you still do. Um, we had um, your old teammate Kevin on the show recently, and he was saying that, you know, his choice to go to IMSA was, was sort of opening up the world to him a little bit. And there are quite a few things he'd like to try. Uh, Formula One, obviously, is a very tunneled view. There's not a lot else you can do. But with this new sort of era for you here in the States, um, do you see yourself... Uh, a bit like Alonso, maybe maybe trying something else, maybe doing Le Mans or Pikes Peak or the Rolex or something like that. Is this something now that that, that would uh, have you got ambitions to do other things as well? Yes, yes, I think uh, you know coming to the US. Let's see how the season goes and and if I perform to the level that I've performed in the past, and uh, you know then then see what what opportunities are coming. But uh, I'm quite you know when I see Scott Dixon uh, racing the the Rolex 24, 12 hours of Sebring, Petit Le Mans. And uh, on top of the IndyCar, I say, hey, that's, that's something I would love to do. And uh, endurance races, it's definitely something that I look at, at doing in the future, uh, just because it's great to share the, the car with, with teammates. And uh, 
to make sure that your car is the fastest, not yourself. You know, when you do single seater, it's all about you going fast and fast. But whenever you do endurance, it's it's about that team spirit that uh, that I really enjoy. So there are many many races that I am looking at at doing in the future, including Dakar. Dakar Rally is one that I um, I love wow. to do. So uh, you know. Uh, a little bit like Alonso, yes. I, I, there are many things that I, um, that I have on my list. I knew you were going to say that because when he was asking the question, your face lit up and you were smiling. <laughs> so we, I knew the answer was coming. But, hey, Roman, i got to ask you something. Uh, you know, last year we watched all these young guys, Lando and, and Charles Leclerc, get on the virtual Grand Prix and get on Twitch and all these places. And then I look up. And there's Roman Grosjean holding a press conference on Twitch. He's got a fantastic new website, all this new digital. It's a very impressive digital right? You're showing these young kids how to do it now. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, I, I, if I'm being honest with you, in March 2020, Twitch was, I, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. And then I launched my esports team uh, due to, to the lockdown and the fact that I always kept an eye, kept an eye on it. And I think they, they are good opportunities to create some some nice story for the youngster and give that a chance to be professional esport driver which which we're getting there well we've got 25 drivers in the team now so wow. i tell you some days it's busy nice. um, and uh, and then so i discovered twitch and i thought it's such a great way of of communicating you can share you know as much data information video games screen uh, photos videos whatever you want and the community I must say, you know, from other social media is so nice and encouraging and, and you know, they come and they don't come to criticize of, of you know, even though I don't have any more haters since the accident, which is good, uh, <laughs> but they, Twitch has been, has been great and I'm going to do much more coming to the US, you know, traveling and discovering IndyCar and sharing with the fans and I believe IndyCar is quite open in that way and uh, I, I sent a text message to Simon Pagno and Marcus the other day and I said, guys, when do you want to do an evening on our racing in the, in the IndyCar car? Just just go racing. And uh, and Simon replied, oh, maybe the, the IndyCar does the iRacing series again uh, March. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm well up for it. And it's um, I discovered that world. Um, and uh, I was I was going to go now a little bit in Barber in the IndyCar car, but obviously I, I came to see you guys. But before I remember that I had to come to see you, I was going to go in the simulator. <laughs> well, I, I was watching your Twitch press conference, and you're absolutely right about the people. And I've seen this before on Twitch, but the, the people were so encouraging. It's it's very refreshing not to have that same vitriol and all that you see on Twitter and everything. But but also, I like the authenticity of it. A couple of things, like when you were holding the press conference, you looked at your phone and you said, "Hey, Marcus Erickson just texted me." And and when you get when you guys are racing, I love it on Twitch because. We get to see you guys talking about what's happening behind the wheel right then. And I thought, You need to man. be careful, though. <laughs> yeah. You swear a little bit too much. And you're like, oh, dear, I'm, I'm live here. I forgot <laughs> about it. You know, and, and esports, it's, it's a video game. But when you want to go fast and you're on it, I mean, you spend hours practicing, doing the setup, anti-roll bar, springs, dampers, air level, and so on. And then you go into it, and then you watch the data, you know, and, and then you check how you can go faster. And so, and it becomes like, yeah, I'm I'm becoming the same as I'm at racetrack, but it's just virtual. So it's uh, you forgot it's a game. Well, I, the first thing that popped in my head when I was watching everybody do this, I thought, I wish we could have that same conversation in real races. Now I know that's a, that's a <laughs> that's a different animal, but it would be amazing. But who knows? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Who knows? Yes. I mean, the technology <laughs> is improving. You know, uh, we can see some. Some great, great stuff. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, Will Power posted last week uh, a video from his helmet. I think it's a cam box that he used, uh, a lap at Sebring inside the helmet. I mean, the quality, the stability, you just, you just in there, you know. And uh, there, there is the technology is getting better and better year after year. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Twitch is is a great way because you discover people a little bit more more natural than in, in a normal press conference, you know, uh, where you just reply to answers and so on. Whilst when you're on Twitch, you're into your element, you are home, you feel good, and you just, you know, you just enjoy and, and talk and joke, and, and people love the authenticity. Now, listen, uh, Roman, I've, I've got my PC just set up over here, and I'm, 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 I'm twitching to get my hardware. <laughs> That's now, not you, I know that you're the man to talk to about Fanatec, so what should I get? 
<laughs> well, it depends which game you play. Well, I'm, I've got to do F1 because, you know, I'm still in F1, unfortunately. Uh, but I can do anything. <laughs> I, can, I want to do Rally, I want to do Indy, and I want to do F1. Well, Indy is, is on iRacing, I think. A factor two as well. Um, F1 is, is on F1 and Codemaster. I would say go for a podium, a podium steering wheel, uh, DD1 or DD2. The difference is, is not as, as, as big as you say. The, the wheel, the F1, F1 wheel from Fanatec is pretty good. You got all the buttons and the switches to do whatever you need, DRS, brake balance, uh, change the S as well on our racing, change the brake balance, you know, this, this thing. And then the V3 pedals, they're actually pretty good. Uh, the pedals probably does the less difference uh, from, from what you can get. And then it's all about the graphic card and running the best setup you can on, I would say widescreen is, is enough, a 49-inch widescreen. It's pretty good. The triple screen is the best options, but when the setup goes wrong, it's a mess. So the widescreen <laughs> is actually pretty good. Hey. All right, I'm, I'm coming for you. This is good. I'm ready. I like it. I'm ready. All right, listen, serious question. Where, I mean, where in the States will you base yourself and where in the future? I mean, is there somewhere that you want to see in the States? I know you enjoyed coming to Austin and we had some fun. Um, but where, where, where do you think you'll be based? And, 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 and have you talked to Dale Coyne about that? Um, I have, I've spoken with, with some of the drivers and uh, I know I've got some friends living in Miami, uh, as well as Ed Jones, my teammate, is down there. So I'm thinking I'm going to base myself there. Um, you know, I've I've been still traveling uh, to Europe as, as much as I. Uh, but I'm I'm going to come and then go back to Europe. So I'm still based Europe. But when I come and I've got a couple of days, like between the Barber and Laguna Seca test, I'm I'm going to come to Miami. Few reason I can't I can't cope with the cold and my left hand. You know, <laughs> the new skin really struggle. And I watched the weather in Chicago, and it was minus 27 degrees Celsius <laughs> overnight. And I said, guys, you've got to come and pick me up in the room with the car and drive me <laughs> into the shop. I'm not coming anywhere out of my room. Forget it. Uh, so I, mean, I, I need temperature and humidity for my hands. So Miami is a good place. And, you know, I love, I love tennis. I love kite surfing. So I've got the beach down there. And uh, whenever in the summer the family is going to come, um, we're going to spend two months in the U.S. all together. So maybe maybe discover Florida, maybe rent an RV and go from one race to the other on, on the RV. I mean, we we open to a lot of stuff. And as I say, things if I really enjoy my, my life, I do a great job and I've got some good opportunities in the US. We may come and spend a few years there. And, you know, I'm, I'm 35, but I feel younger. <laughs> so I want to ask you, how is the hand coming? I know you said in your press conference it was, you know, moving along well. But um, and when do you think you'll get in an IndyCar uh, next? And when's the, when's the first test for you? So I'm actually coming very quickly. I'm coming on the 16th of uh, February, and then the test is on the 22nd. Um, so the mobility is is good. Um, you know, yesterday I did manage to put my racing gloves on. I made the test to go on the sim, and uh, that was absolutely fine. Um, the, the, the strength is there. I've been doing a lot of gym, so in that aspect, it's good. I had the left thumb ligament being, was pulled off, so that, that is kind of a little bit the, the one I need to be careful in a minute. And also, it's, the, it's, it's super sensitive, so if I hit myself against anything, I'm very much in pain. Um, so that's, that's the only thing that I need to be careful of, but... Um, we reckon that in, in a month, things will, will be much better. The sensibility will be, will be also less extreme. And really for race one on the 18th of, it's in two months actually, 18th of April, which is the weekend of my birthday. So they, they did well. They moved it a week from my birthday weekend. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to be 100%. Mm. You know, Jonathan mentioned we had Kevin Magnuson on the show last week, and um, he did fantastic at in the Rolex, in the 24 Hours Daytona. And uh, although he did make that one little mistake in the pits, he, behind the wheel, he was phenomenal and just really exciting to watch him. Have you thought about how to get educated on the nuance? You know, his was a simple, he let the, the wheels spin a little bit in the pits. Have you thought about the nuance of the rules and, and making sure you how, you, how you go about learning all that? I, if I, uh, I read the IndyCar rule book, and that's the first rule book I read in my whole life. <laughs> uh, and you know i mean the, the guys have been great simon uh, texted me and saying congrats on the drive super happy anything you want to know in the u.s just ask and i say yeah how do you do a rolling start 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've got thousands of questions. I think the guys are, are you know, it's a different atmosphere from what I feel and uh, much more friendly in a way. And yes, there, there are many things that I need to understand. The blue flags that I don't really have the same meaning as we do in Formula One from the races I've been watching. You know, I spent, as I said, I spent a lot of time watching on YouTube and trying to understand what, what is, what are the, the right level of, you know, what can you do and can you, can you do? And uh, obviously there's a lot of things I need to learn. You know, don't forget that. Yes, I have done 10 years in Formula One, but I'm going to be a rookie. So, um, you know, a lot of things to learn, but, uh, you know, I was, yeah, I was super happy for Kevin. He was so fast and it showed that, you know, yes, we were doing a great job with the car we had, but um, that was more attractive than a Formula One. <laughs> well, well, one of the Roma, things- I got one more question for Roma. Um, oh, yeah. well, I, I just want to go back to Miami on that. So he's going to be in Miami. You know, we're, we're trying to get that second Formula One race. I think he'll be a great ambassador there in Miami to help yeah. stir up the yeah. excitement of getting Formula One there, even if you're, you know, on the microphone talking about it. <laughs> Nobody's got a better insight in Miami than you. That for sure. I, you know, I've had, as you can imagine, I've had a lot of offers to, uh, to do things around Formula One and comment and, and so on. And, uh, you know, I'm willing to do some stuff. I'm not a commentator. And I say, like, forget it. I won't do 21 races, 23 races, traveling and commentating races. But obviously, yes, I know better than, than anyone else, apart from Albon and, and Kevin and Kvyat that are out of Formula One, what's going on. So Miami, uh, I saw that, was it yesterday on the news that he was to maybe the closest one to have a second Grand Prix in the U.S.? And, yeah. Uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be a great place. You know, it's it's a, it's a cool city. Um, obviously, there are many places where you want to see a Formula One Grand Prix, California, New York being the, the absolute dream from from many, many years. Uh, but there they are opportunities. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know much about the US in terms of traveling and so on, but I am so happy to come and to discover and uh, you're going to Chicago where the shop is, then Indianapolis, which is, you know, a huge name in motorsport as a city. And then, Obviously, going to um, Alabama, California, uh, wherever we're going to go, Ohio, uh, Road America looks so good as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm well up for it. There you go. Well, well we, I remember we got- you and I were walking down the street in, in uh, Montreal last time there, and you mentioned there was one other city, and that was Austin. Well, I've, I checked and compared the calendars. You have an off weekend, the weekend that NASCAR comes here. And I know you took some laps with Tony Stewart and actually took the uh, the 10 top, I think is the right term for you, out on Coda. What was your impression of that as we start looking towards Coda and NASCAR on this year? It's, it, it was fun. We, we had a lot of fun. It's, uh, I mean, what, you know, when I jumped back into Formula One on the next day, <laughs> it was so fast compared to, to the NASCAR. <laughs> Obviously, it's, you know, it, it's not definitely not the same thing, but uh, I could really understand why the racing NASCAR is fun. You know, you hit the brake at the 300 meters mark uh and and then it's you know worse in formula one you're 70 meters and then they're all breaking and then you downshift and try not to look and the car moves and it's heavy and so on so uh, you know we have, we have the connection you know, with uh, Rick War racing so if i have a weekend off who knows i may i may pop up in a car and just say hey guys i know the track let's uh let's go and have fun <laughs> <laughs> well we've booked you for, for formula one uh next year for sure in the commentary booth that that's a done deal um <laughs> Roman, I just want to ask you, though, um, you made a big... I, I always enjoy your decisions because it was a big decision to join Haas at the time, and people have forgotten that, that uh, you chose what was a leap of faith with Gunter. Um, I just wonder now, looking back and looking ahead for them, um, you know, your experience, a good one overall, um, and, and, a, and a team you, you enjoyed being with? Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I've got no regret over my decision, and I think I had a... Had a brilliant time with Haas. Five years in motorsport is a very long time. Um, obviously, the last two years weren't as, as, as good as we we hoped, uh, but that happens in racing. You know, we've seen McLaren going through a rough patch and coming back to to the highest level, and it's uh, it's a huge team in in Formula One. So you know, I was I was happy. I was proud to wear the Haas color, um, and uh, you know, I think we we did we did as good as we could. Um, it, as I said, the last couple of years, few. In my opinion, few things could have could have been a little bit different, uh, just to to perform better. But again, I am I am not a team manager, uh, and uh, I don't have the, the magic stick to know exactly what you need to do. I was going to talk about watching you at Haas F1. You know, we were fans of the American team, unabashed, 
and felt like you and Kevin and everybody were, you know, our, our home team. And it really, it really felt like that. And I'm glad, I was really glad to hear you say that you didn't regret that time because I know those decisions in, in racing are so hard and you can always look back and second guess, but I'm really glad that you said that. And, and Roman, I know that we've had you for a, a while. I know you got to get back to your family. So we want to say thank you very much. Wish you the best of luck with your season coming up in IndyCar, with recovering with your health and, and, uh, and all the other things that you get to do. So thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to come to the U.S. racing in IndyCar. And I think it's a great challenge. And, um, you know, Dale Cohen has been, has been so enthusiastic about it that uh, and I feel so welcomed by everyone that uh, I just can't wait that we are in two months starting the season. <laughs> well, thanks again, Roman. And we'll thanks, talk Roma. to you soon. Thank you, guys. Have a safe, buddy. See you soon. Thanks, see you. I was so excited. And we had such a blast with Roman because he's, he's, you know, I really like him. And I, I really thought it was interesting what he said about the fact that his haters are gone. Mm. After that crash, you know, there were memes and everything about Roman, and all that is out the window now. And I think I'm going to tell you to keep an eye out for the NASCAR stop here at Coda. That kind of piqued his interest a little bit. Yeah, that'd be great if he could come down. That'd be awesome. Hey, he'll be stateside. All right, well, guys, well, let's go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to have that interview that you did, Jonathan, out at Circuit of the Americas today with up and coming young driver Hunter Yanni. So you're listening to Speed City, and we'll be back after these messages. Battle USA is back at Circuit of the Americas March 6th and 7th. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track built cars featuring the Grid Life Touring Cup, Lone Star Trap Ride Alongs, Food Trucks, a Just Vibes Car Show, and more. Plus, the Life Motorsports Nissan GTR is back to defend its time of 207-181. It's a whole weekend of family fun. Tickets are $10 online, $20 at the box office. Find out more at superlapbattleusa.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Bayonese leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show, and we are going to go to this interview that the Jonathan Green did out at Circuit of the Americas today. Tell us about that and your trip out there, Jonathan. Yeah, beautiful day. Uh, SCCA were putting on effectively a club day, but that allows uh, testing when it comes to, like, they, they, you know, they do different groups. So uh, Hunter and uh, several F4 drivers, uh, so a couple of teams, uh, including our own Jake Vanilla of San Antonio were there. Uh, but I caught up with our current F4 champion about his season ahead in Formula Regional, which is the new F3 version. And so he's stepping up a class and I talked to him about his testing. Okay, Speed City fans, uh, as always, we're looking for the next F1 star from the United States and we continue our quest because I think I found him. He's one of many, but he's not one of many because he is our current F4 champion and he's moving up to F3. His name is Hunter Yaney and I know he has big ambitions. We've spoken to him before. He's been on Speed City before. Hunter, great to have you back in Austin. Um, basically a test weekend, but a bit of fun, but a big field of cars. Yeah, just track time. Um, there's a lot of different cars out there, so you have to pass every lap. Really hard to get a clean lap. Um, the race was pretty fun. It was, I guess, just working on passing, uh, having to start from the back, uh, given a penalty and qualifying. that deleted all my times. So, yeah, it was a good learning day. Last year must have been a blur because I followed you from Yak Academy all the way through and you just, you didn't, you didn't draw breath uh, and you went from win to win to win. Sure, you didn't have 100%, but it wasn't far off. Um, reflecting now on last season, can you believe how quickly it all came to you? Yeah, I feel like it was just yesterday I got my first win ever in a, uh, an F4 car academy. I was like, sometimes I think about that. I'm like, geez, just almost a year ago, I just got my first win and now I'm in an FR car fighting for the 
FR championship in Indy Pro, and I'm wow, I'm not I'm not sure if I thought I was gonna get this far, but so far it's gone really well and it's gone successful. You had a run out in it last year um, after you'd already wrapped up the championship. Um, what's the biggest change over from F4 to FR? So just a lot of aero. Like I'm still learning about the car now. Like one of the previous tests, I thought I was going full speed through the S's over there, and Dan was like, no, you can go more. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I tried to go in further, use more of the curbs. Um, Braking's definitely a lot harder in this car because you have to have a more fine brake trace. Um, definitely a better peak. Um, it's also just a bigger car. Uh, yeah. And what, I mean, what are your hopes for this year? I mean, it's going to be a tougher field. It's going to be a tougher year. It goes. It gets harder every time you go up. So what, what are your hopes? This year? Um, my hopes this year are to win. Both, both series of trying to win Indy Pro 2000 and FR Americas. We still have some work to do with Indy Pro. We're getting there with the FR, but I think a lot of the focus is just see time because, I mean, I'm learning about the car at the same time all of them are learning about the car and learning about things that can make it go faster, different changes, positive changes. Yeah, so just need as many days as possible. I've talked to a lot of drivers your age from the States, and like I said, Speed City pride themselves on looking for the next, um, you know, big star. And most of those guys say, I'd like to be in Indy, or I'd like to do the Indy 500, or I'd like to be a sports car driver. You have said emphatically, I want to go to Formula One. Is that still the case? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, I really want to go to F1, win championships, and then maybe once I get a little older, I'll move to IndyCar, try to win championships there, uh, and then just keep going up. And what's, what's the next step? So you're doing Road to Indy and the FIA Formula Regional here. What would be the next logical step for you if you're successful or at least, you know, competitive in both series? Um, I'm not sure yet, but I think what I would go with is probably FIA F3 mm -hmm. if someone would give me a seat, which I hope they would. Um, but, yeah, once I'm done here, I'm going to try to go over a race in Europe. And, and, do you, and do you follow the, the guys over there? I mean, you know, we had one Manuel Correa recently coming back, and he's now going back into FIA F3, which is really bold, I think. Yeah, I think uh, that was great. Yeah, do you follow the Americans like Logan Sargent and uh, Cameron Gass? Yeah, I follow... Yeah, I follow Logan, um, Cameron. I look at their Instagram posts. I watch their races. Uh, check it all out. Um, yeah. And is there a particular team you'd like to race for, or is it just, hey, if somebody gives me a chance, I'll go? Yeah, if somebody gives me a chance, I'll go and race over there. And how long is it going to take? We're all desperate. We've got the track right here in Austin. Uh, we've got the radio station. We're plugging it out and doing following it. But how long before we see a Hunter Yaney or another American in Formula One? How long is it going to take? Uh, hopefully, hopefully two years. Maybe even before two years, maybe next year. I don't know. But that would be the goal. Just get there, get a ride, and then just be associated. All right. So for the fans out there, like I said, for the, they may be hearing your name for the first time. So tell us where we can find you on social and also where's your first race where they can tune in and watch you. Um, so my Instagram page is just at Hunter Yaney, all lowercase, no caps, uh, no spaces. Um, and then Facebook is Hunter Yaney Racing. I believe that's all lowercase space as well. Hunter Yaney's the name uh, and the number of the car this, this year? Uh, number 11 again. Number 11 again. Because we won't miss it. Because why well, have one? Well, thanks for talking to us, Hunter Yaney. We will be watching you uh, throughout the season. Okay, thank you. Well, he seems like a likable kid, and I like his aspirations, Jonathan. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not shy, is he? Uh, and I love that fact because... Um, you know, that's what gets you somewhere. And I mean, he, he, he has literally bounced onto the scene in the last year or so. And he is the real deal. I mean, he's the right age. He's winning. He's in a good team. Um, he's got that attitude. And he is focused on making it to Formula One. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, else, what else was going on at Dakota? Well, it was SCCA. So um, lots of different group club racing. Um, but I'd never, I mean, there must've been probably 500 competitors taking, taking part. So, uh, brilliant, uh, and a full paddock, um, commentary blaring out. It was great. It was great to actually be out and about and see yeah. some motor racing. I know I was jealous. I did. I did get to spend the day hanging out with my son, uh, working on the Porsche engine that we've got as a project. So Les, you're going to be jealous. We got the blast cabinet up and going and working it. Uh, air compressor was great. So we had a blast in the shop today, but, oh, yeah. uh, Jonathan, you said Jake, I think if he's from San Antonio, it's probably pronounced Bonilla. Bonilla, yeah, Jake Bonilla. Um, nice kid, uh, 19, I think now, or 18 or 19, and he did Formula 4 last year, and he's doing it again this year, and uh, he's going to be one to watch. I want to get him on the show as soon as we can. Yeah. Hey, I saw a story on motorsport.com. Let's shift back to Formula 1 real quick. 
And this is, you know, there's going to be a lot more to this, but it was what Dominicali is changing for F1's next era. And it talks about all these things, but one of the big recurring themes it keeps going over and over is about this focus on the United States. Jonathan, I know this, you've been pinging me about this for the last several days. I know you uh, are excited about this. Well, his comment was really both poignant and correct and excited uh, uh, to hear it from the, the new boss of Formula One. And it's not any different than what Liberty have been saying, but he was a bit more um, strident in his comment, which was, we need F1 news stories in America every day, every week, not just the week we're coming to Austin. And I was like, here, here. You know, we're, we're singing from the same hymn sheet in that respect. Um, and here we are. We're ready to go. So, Dominicali, bring yeah. it on. We're, we're, and we can help with that. Yep. Yeah. We know. He also, Les, he, he talked about Miami, too. And he said, basically, he said Miami's ahead of every other spot in the United States for a second race. He didn't say it's a done deal. He just said it was ahead of everybody else. I agree. Uh, you know, Miami is there. We know there's a big push with a lot of the folks are there. My gosh, you know, I mean, I, I was halfway joking, but halfway not with Romain that, hey, if you're seriously looking at Miami, this could be a good thing for Formula One and, and you're back in the circle. Uh, but I think that's great to, to have that opportunity. And I think Miami will be a fantastic location. Jonathan, what do you think about What's your expectations for Dominicali versus Chase Carey? Um, I'm actually quite excited because Dominicali, I mean, when you actually look at the, the, the who's running the sport with Ross Braun, Dominicali, these are all ex-Ferrari people. So there is yeah. a camaraderie and an understanding between all of them. Ferrari remain the most important team. Um, and Not to overdo the Ferrari thing, but Dominicali's been there, done that, uh, and got the T-shirt. He's been a team manager. He's run um, uh, Lamborghini. He's run, you know, this is a guy who gets it. And I think he's going to be good for the sport. He's a breath of fresh air. And he is Formula One through and through. And so I think with the combination of your Liberty Media in the States and a very Italian but very politically minded guy to deal with, John Todd uh, of the FIA, also ex-Ferrari, you know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah. you put John Todd, Dominicali, and Ross Braun. They've worked together for years, all at Ferrari. Now they have very different roles, but they're all working for the same cause. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And Jonathan, you just brought something up about all the Ferrari people that are around that. Remember, uh, Luca is also from Ferrari. He's one of the, what, head or director of communications. Uh, Kalahini, Kalajini uh, was with Ferrari before he took the role in Formula One uh, management as well. It's an interesting combination of uh, people that all have a Ferrari history specifically. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, I was thinking about one of the difference. When you think of what Chase Carey did, one of the big things they talked about when they first bought uh, FOM was the fact that they were going to do a lot more digital, right? And they came in and they did, they inflated the social media. Some of it, that, they didn't even have a YouTube account. They've done all this stuff on digital, which has been great. And, but, but like a lot of motorsports, I think that the OTT has, first of all, they've had a lot of technical problems. And still last year, they had technical problems. Even towards the end of the season, they had technical problems. But I think that OTT hasn't been as successful as everyone thought it would. I think that the numbers are down. Um, our, our numbers are not what they expected, not down. They're just not what they expected. I think they're better year to year, but they haven't exploded like everybody thought they would. And I think when I think of the Chase Carey era, I think of that one of his big pushes was digital. And I just wonder what's going to happen with Dominicali along those lines. Yeah, and you've got to remember OTT, which stands for over the top, which means it's another broadcast as well as or on top of your scheduled ESPN coverage or Sirius XM in, you know, um, in our case. So, you know, it's, it, it is, I think, I think it's going to take time that the world of TV is changing and the world of providers and how you get your sport is changing. And so it's going to take time. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one to watch. All right, guys, well, we are out of time. It seems like a show would flew by tonight, but uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening on the radio or watching us on the social media. And of course, every Sunday night, you can catch us here. And when the Formula One season starts up, we'll be doing the pre and post race shows 
on national radio. Go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com to see all the details. Gentlemen, have a good Sunday night. And everybody, we'll talk to you next Sunday night. Ciao, y'all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.